0: They're loading into the barriers, Moods, Mytho, Rog, and the Rain Man, and they're underway for Moody on the Mic.
1: We're back again, Moody on the Mic, for another week. Thursday morning, record this week, apologies for the delay. Uh, and no doubt you've been eagerly awaiting the release of the latest episode. I'm Roger Aldridge, and joining me, of course, Peter Moody, Anthony Myth, and the resident Rain Man, Tom Hackett, Moods, Group Ones last weekend, both of them won by former jockeys Clayton Douglas and Paddy Payne finally broke through fifteen years in the making. Yeah, no,
2: terrific to see um, Clayton. Uh, you know he's done a wonderful job with Guinea Kick, the, arguably the best sprinter in the land, and doing a phenomenal job. And uh, then we see uh, Paddy Payne and uh, Billy Egan both break their maiden uh, Group Ones uh, in the South Australian Derby, and well deserved on both fronts. I reckon uh, Paddy's. Um, Never had a sort of big headline horses, but trains a lot, a lot of winners and great to see him uh, bowl that group one out of the way. And Billy Egan, uh, I reckon he's a bit of a star on the rise. I've been using Billy a bit lately and for me, he's sort of a, a younger version of Luke Nolan, I suppose. He's a he's a real tradesman, laid back, bushy. you got to kick him to make sure he's got a pulse. Um, no fuss, no frills and uh, got the job done as good as anyone. So good luck to all and uh, yeah, it's nice to see it spread around, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I see you've, you've just chimed in and grabbed Billy Egan uh, to ride for you in Adelaide this weekend as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I had a fair bit of luck with Billy over the last couple of months. He rides a bit lighter than Luke Nolan, and Luke unfortunately injured at the moment in a barrier incident uh, last Friday evening at Cranbourne, so he's going to be up for a couple of weeks with bad bruising. And uh, Billy's been doing a fair bit of work for the stable, uh, mixed in with his work with Paddy Payne, who's actually, unfortunately for us, is right on the other side of Melbourne. So he's doing a few miles between the two yards and, uh, you know, he's been rewarded with some nice rides and uh, let's hope he can ride a stage winner for us in Adelaide on Saturday.
1: Dunkel, the horse, of course, that delivered Paddy and uh, Billy their first group one. And uh, Mytho. I'll, I'll let you have your little uh, moment now. You did tip Dunkel in the SA Derby. So congratulations. I did. I did.
3: Well, I, 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 as, I, as I pointed out on last week's show, what, what a training performance, you know, to to um to have such a time between runs, um, and coming off a, a, a derby trip and going going to a derby trip again, um, with obviously trials um trials and and, and serious gallops to keep him up to the mark, but have him rock hard fit to, to win a staying test like that and 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 win it in good fashion. Um it was a great training performance from Paddy Payne and that's what we've come to expect from Paddy. has not we? We, we? He loves the stayers. He seems to really have an affinity with that style of horse and, um, does a great job with it. He's a, he's an interesting cat, uh, Patty. He's, um, uh, I, I, I remember trying to give him a horse at a horse sale once the horse had passed in and I tried to get into the stable and he was terribly unfussed about it. He didn't really want the horse to be perfectly honest. You you would have thought that a a bloke who, you know, he, he, he lives off Broadway. Um, he'd take as many horses as get offered his way, but, uh, he was he, he's obviously a man who knows what he wants he knows what he wants to train and um, he was going, the horse let's uh, let me
1: get God. cut in here was the horse shit or was it actually good I think, he- I
3: think it was um, was it mr. quickie or um, can't remember now no, <laughs> no, 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 I, I, gen- I genuinely can't remember but um, he, he was he was very laid back and and, and laconic and, and I think that shows in his horses and his ability to train those stayers that need to relax and, and get a trip and, and Billy Egan and him have formed a great relationship and hopefully Billy can just calm our Peter down a little bit uh, now that they've joined forces and, and bring him down a cog so that uh, horses might relax and not be sort of fizzed up at barriers and causing issues for other jockeys that um, end up with an extended period on the sidelines.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Brain
1: man uh, Clayton Douglas, Giga Kick, of course, big winners there. at The Doombin Ten Thousand At the weekend. Who was the biggest star at Doombin? Clayton and Miss, and you kick or yourself pressing the flesh out there uh, was part of the Ladbrokes new sponsorship deal with the BRC. Yeah, it
0: was close. A close run thing. Uh, myself, Giga Kick, and I uh, had Jimmy Pumper Cassidy out there with me oh, as cool. well on Saturday. Uh-huh. But there was, a, in all seriousness, though, there was a really good buzz at, at Doombin on Saturday, and there was a good buzz around uh, around Brisbane. The Duman Ten Thousand. Often, it, we sort of in in Brisbane, the, the mainstream media attention really doesn't come through till a bit later in the carnival around the Stradbroke handicap. But this year, there is a, a lot of mainstream interest in this uh, Stradbroke season, and the presence of a, of a really good horse, arguably one of the best horses in the country, in Giga Kick, really gave the the Ladbrokes Doomman Ten Thousand a serious boost. And I just it does show the value of uh, of prize money is that 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 one point five million dollars on on offer. And it's better better for Giga Kick to be up here racing, getting the sun on his back in Queensland than sitting in a cold paddock uh, in Victoria. And we've seen on many occasions h- horses that come through Stradbroke season and go on to do bigger, big and, be- bigger and better things uh, in the spring carnival. So I think it was a, g- a great decision for Clayton Douglas to bring Giga Kick to Queensland. I wish he was staying for the Kingsford Smith Cup as well because I think he could win that race. But uh, it was it was a really good day at Dooman on Saturday and uh, looking forward to seeing another champion in the form of Zaki in action at Dooman this Saturday.
3: So he's your champion now, is he? Oh, good on you, grown right, man! Uh, nice of you to join the party on uh, Zaki being a champion. Yeah. Well, are you going to give yourself another pat on the back for tipping a dollar forty pop again, Mytho? Yeah. Well done, well done. make sure our listeners were well aware that you were well potting him two weeks ago, and now he's the now he's the champion that's going to bring gates this week. Dollar forty, dollar forty winner. Well done, Mytho. You did
1: it again. I we'll get we'll get to that race in a little bit, but. You did say, Gig kick, kick, arguably one of the best horses in the country. He's arguably the best horse in the country. There's no argument that he's not on one this of the show. best Not on this show.
0: World. I wish I win. What's well, I wish I win, Raj.
1: That's arguably the best horse in the country, not one of the best. He's definitely one of the best horses in the country. And he will set his sights, uh, obviously, now on the Spring Wait. Carnival. Are you arguing the about the use of the word argue? I am. I would just like to, uh, <laughs> to get it in there.
3: What sort of a podcast is this?
1: Do you know what, though? that Clayton Douglas, it's not so much that he can get a horse like Gigi Kick uh, you know, to, to become the star that he is. He now also holds the record for the most listened to episode of Moody on the Mic. The Dougie dropping in after uh, Gigi Kick uh, Everest Triumph last year is clearly the most listened to episode, to the point that I almost text Moose and said, can you tee up Clayton for this, just to give us a little bit of the Douglas bump? Good to be popular. Good to be popular always next time we'll see how we go hey um we've got a couple of group ones and some big races to look at so we're going to take a break on moody on the mic when we return we'll launch into a group one preview involving the champion that is zaki Ooh, race seven's about to jump what do we reckon lads hmm a guy in the community says he's keen
2: on the Ruffy. do we trust him well his username is i'm a real big stats guy
3: say no more. Connect, banter and follow tips with a community of like-minded punters. Only in labbros communities. Ladbroke it.
2: T's and C's apply and available on website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au We're
1: going to kick things off in South Australia, the Goodwood. It's, it's probably not the sort of banner field we saw a couple of weeks ago with the Sangster, which was undoubtedly the best Sankster we've seen, but uh, it's a it's a pretty open race, right, Man.
0: Yeah, I think the Goodwood's been hurt by the outstanding prize money on offer in Brisbane during Stradbroke season, so it's certainly not a vintage edition of this field. But it's still a, a very interesting race. Lofty Strike, he's been thereabouts at Group One level of this prep already. He's the favourite at three dollars forty with Ludbrokes. Zapateo coming out of that, Sankster on the second line of betting at five fifty. Kalos, another Godolphin runner, seven dollars fifty, and they're getting double figure odds the rest. I think it's a, a pretty open race. I do think the race is sort of on Lofty Strike's uh, racket. If he does bring sort of the best form that we saw him produce at the start of the spring, uh, sort of start of the autumn in the new market where he finished a really good second there behind in secret, uh, beat home, I wish I win. That form is certainly good enough to, to win this good word. Uh He was a little bit flat in the TJ Smith. We knew we know, do know it was a heavy track that day, so I think we can uh, excuse him for that. So he's a, a deserving favourite for mine.
3: What are your analysts saying about him, um, Lofty Strike, uh, Rayman, just in terms of, you know, they always get the inside mail about what's happening behind the scenes. There's been, you know, talk of a miss gallop and a this and a that. And um, I just can't get a read on whether or not the horse is absolutely tip-top 100%. Yeah,
0: I think there is definitely some some concerns there, Mitho, because I think if you, if you could guarantee that this horse was going to be was fit and firing, and uh, at his at his true top, I think he'd be a, a, a dom- even more shorter dominant favourite for this race. Because on exposed form, this preparation, he does have a clear edge. So I definitely think that slight concern is baked into the price there uh, from a betting yeah. standpoint in this race. I found it a, a pretty tricky affair. I think it's the the market's got it just about right. But I think a horse that does offer just a little bit of value at the price, very consistent performer, is another award who was a close second in that. That's thanks. They gets into this race well at the weights. We get a really nice run in transit from Barrier 3 with Jason Holder in the saddle. Uh, so I think $11 there does offer a little bit of value. Another award. We haven't talked about Seamus Award much uh, this season on on Moody on the Mic. Uh, when it was... Last year, it was basically the Seamus Award show. So it'd be good to see uh, Seamus Award Nab uh, yet another group one winner in the Goodwood.
3: Wouldn't it, what?
0: Well done, Rain Man. Seamus Award, it was all about the battler
1: story. You know, he was a... I think he was about a thirteen thousand dollars service fee, and he was just bringing out Group One winner after Group One winner, and now he's about a hundred grand a go. And no, it, not just... he's half
3: that. Fifty five grand. He's cheap as chips to get to a proper horse.
1: Feels a bit elitist for Moody on the mic. Uh, look back to the race a, connections of another award. I happen to know one of the part owners. They did not see that last run coming. They were expecting. They were just happy to make the field, and uh, and to run second was huge. So we'll see what happens there on Saturday. I uh, I would love to see our old mate Mitch Beer. Uh, speaking, we saw Paddy Payne and Billy Egan break the Group 1 duck last weekend. Mitch has got his first Group 1 runner, and he admitted during the week, he said, well, he's not a Group 1 trainer, and so he figured he'd throw a jockey on. He's not a Group 1 jockey to ride a horse who's probably not a Group 1 horse, but uh, might as well have a crack, and uh, good on, Mitch, and good luck with that. But... Um, Julius Sandu hasn't won a group one either. And uh, and I do think that this weekend is when he breaks through. I'm with Lofty Strike. I, I'm trusting him to uh, to get it right. Uh, and uh, Lofty Strike, I'll, I'll take the conjecture over whether he missed the gallop or whether he might not be right because we're getting a decent price for a horse who's definitely got the form lines to win this race.
3: Well, you know, it's, it, we're coming off seeing the best sprinter in the land, but perhaps maybe the best sprinter in the world uh, last week, Um and we're uh, we're 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 watching, you know, probably a bunch of, of next level down sprinters go around for a Goodwood. Um, and I'm looking down at the weights, and and I look, I've got the sentimental uh, attachment here to another award, but uh, drawn well down in the weights, it's a handicap. Uh, look for one that's beaten the handicapper, and I think another award might have done exactly that. So, um, another award for me, Stubby Holder, uh, in good form. Um, why not another award? Another. Group one winner, first Seamus award. Moods, who are given? No, well, I think Lofty Strike's the winner here. He's form lines far superior to a period of these,
2: and uh, I think he just goes there and wins with any luck in running. He's going to settle back off the speed. You always need a little bit of luck, but as long as you get the opportunity to run on it, I think he's too good. I'll throw you a wild card here, former Newmarket winner in Zatori. Long time since I've seen him in a race with this sort of weight, drawn a soft gate, C. Williams to ride. I think he's probably my ruffie in the race, and I reckon he'd be any old price. Run. You're
0: getting at $14 at the moment, Moons.
2: And in the giga-kick colours, uh, Zatori. Yeah, there you go. There you go, and I think uh, he's probably the ruffie in the race. So lofty striker, clear on top for me.
1: Well, you know what I love about racing is that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how high you fly, sometimes they've still got time to... On a Thursday morning after winning a group one and with the, arguably the best sprinter going around, Clayton Douglas has got a text from Mytho after our little conversation at the top of the show. And sure enough, just drops in. Clayton, I thought you'd have better things to do. Uh, clearly not. But we love that you've dropped in because we were mentioning we were mentioning that you, the last time you dropped in the Moody on the Mic, which was from a text from Mytho after the Everest, is still the most listened to episode of this podcast. So we needed a little bit of a Clayton Douglas Giga Kick boost and we've got it. Welcome to the show.
4: Thanks. Thanks for having me on, boys. I love this show. It's a beauty. <laughs> well, uh, I
3: mean, the the, the thing, what well, we have to check in, we're not going to talk about Giga Kick. We're going to talk about the second best horse in the stable, the Gronk. The Gronk. Gronkowski Gronk. is about ready to go back to the races. So uh, we're, we're excited about Gronk. And I think we can make Gronk the pin-up boy for Moody on the Mic podcast. He can be the people's horse. I mean, Giga Kick is the world's best sprinter. We know that. Better than I Wish I Win, better than those buddy, you know, B-graders up in Hong Kong. Um, He's clearly better than all them. He's got them covered. Uh, Two Group 1s in a row, turned you into a Group 1 trainer. Now we need the Gronk
4: to take you places you've never been before, Clayton. Yeah, look, I reckon that's not a bad idea. (laughs) The Gronk, he's not a bad bloke too. So, um, Matt, we could... We could definitely get a bit of a series going about him, for sure. Well, he knows all about winning, Gronkowski,
1: that's for sure. I didn't realise that uh, Dougie dropping in here was just going to turn into a Rosemont wank for you, Mytho. but uh, <laughs> you managed to go straight into it. Uh, how how is the horse pulled up after the weekend, Dougie? And, um, and, and obviously, all systems go towards the spring now.
4: Yeah, look, he seemed really good, pulled up really well. I was really happy with him. Um, he's spelling up in Queensland at the moment, so obviously, I'm back in Melbourne in the in this freezing cold weather and um, he's enjoying his time in the, in the beautiful uh, weather up there in Queensland. It's beautiful. Well Moons and Mitha are also spelling up in Queensland at the moment, uh, as you can
1: see that they're not wearing beanies and big jackets like us. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit cold here this morning, don't worry about that.
2: Isn't that isn't a beautiful thing, Doogie, when you're going to leave the, the Group 1 winner in Brisbane on Saturday and back to the benchmark 58s at Kighton and Bansdale on Sunday going forward for the rest of the winter.
4: It's bloody beautiful moods, isn't it? <laughs> but um, no, nah, it's it's just crazy to think i got a horse like him. It's quite funny, I didn't tell you this story, but um, I wish I win and giga-kick trialled at Cranbourne at the start of the preparation. And uh, it actually is quite funny, moods comes to me as, as we're walking out of the coffee shop. And he said, I'll beat you in the TJ. And I said, I'll bet I'll bet we don't. So I actually think we might have had a slab on it, and I haven't paid up yet. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I wish your wind went gliding straight past giga kick. So uh, I think he can read the future mood. So he, he's not bad at what he does. I'm surprised he hasn't been on to you about uh, that slab because he seems to whinge
1: and bitch about not getting slabs from everyone else on this show. So um, uh, you, you might want to get that that slab of uh, 4X delivered to the Packnam Stables ASAP?
4: Yeah, I'll, I, I actually, I'll, I think it might be in the mail, it might be on the way.
2: Well, once upon a time he used to pop over and have a yarn and have a bit of a chat and now he's this multiple group one winning trainer. I hardly ever see him these days. He's, uh, you know, I used to see him at those back block meetings where my stable go to at Bairnsdale and Mowey on a Monday, but no, Doogie there these days, he's uh, high-flying with his mates and that. So, yeah,
4: just, the staff,
3: just the staff in all the gear, you know, the yeah. like Douglas yeah.
4: Racing T-shirts and hats. Well, and I can ladies. afford it now. I was going dusty at the start, but now I can afford it. So <laughs> at least at least, at least we sort of looked the part, you could say. <laughs>
2: so so how long do you give a give, give kick-off uh, now, Doogie, to prepare him for the spring?
4: Yeah, he gets five weeks smooths, so... He gets a nice break. He'll have um, he'll do a bit of pre training up at Queensland um, for a couple of weeks. He'll just have a Totten can around at Kalora Lodge, and and then he'll he'll fly back with with his mate Frankie. So um, yeah, he's he'll be back down, and we'll kick him first up. First off, kick him. Um, he's going to go to the McEwen first up.
3: And how do you get um how do you get Jonathan Munn's to sort of pay the the double feed rate, given that he's got to feed Frankie as well? He'd be a bit he'd be a bit sharp on that, wouldn't he? <laughs>
4: Yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't really know about that one, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably hasn't realised, probably. But um, I, I but, think if uh, I
3: were you, I'd be paying
4: Frankie's feed bill and just leaving
3: uh, Jonathan alone. He, he <laughs> might get the next big kick to walk through the, <laughs> the yard as well.
4: Exactly right.
2: of that! Frankie's got to be on about 120 a day. He needs to be paying for that two months. He's got, earning 10 million with this horse. He can pay for the lot. <laughs> don't be spoiling him. Don't be spoiling him, Doogie. <laughs> don't
4: be spoiling him. <laughs>
2: You reckon those other trainers will be giving him a spool? You reckon Freddy and bloody Ben and those blokes that <laughs> train for him? You'll be cutting the cutting the feed bill in half for months? Don't worry about that. You get stuck into him, mate. You've got you got the whip hand at the moment.
3: Uncle Rocket wouldn't be missing him, that's for sure. In his in his in his, <laughs> his consultancy fees, I'm sure. So, uh, just I, I reckon I reckon you. Um, we told you. Told me the story the other day about Giga Kick, and I'm sure it's been written. And but you don't read everything that bobs up in everybody um, website, uh, racing website around the place. But he 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 was on death's bed. This horse as a as a yearling, and and in fact, that he'd been written off in the system as being dead. Giga Kick, can you tell that story to our listeners?
4: Yeah. Look, he got a as a weanling, he got a really bad bout of colic, and he was practically. They just thought he was unsavable. He just thrashed and thrashed and um you know, they they weren't able they just thought they weren't able to save him. They thought he was he was gone. They couldn't even the only reason, um the only reason he didn't get put to sleep was because they couldn't get the casseter into his neck, so um they sort of left him and they sedated him, um, and come back about half an hour and he's standing there good as gold with his head over the over the fence. So, um yeah if, if they were able to get the catheter in he he wouldn't be here with us now, so it's an amazing story and um yeah to think that he he come through that and I don't know if there's anything in it, but he is such a tough horse and um I think probably probably something like that's um you know I don't know whether that's sort of turned him into the horse he is or what happened but um but yeah, he's obviously had a, a hard up you know hard start to life and 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 now he's he's he is what he is and it's amazing to to think, no, I've got a horse like him for sure. I'd be doing everything I could to dodge a catheter as well. Great, don't worry about that. <laughs>
3: well, and I might be, I might be breaching secrets here, but um, the next part of the story was, uh, we can always cut this out, Roger, if we need to. But um, the next part of the story was that he was, he went into the GSA bloodstock system as as being put down because the word was. In that half-hour period, uh, uh, you know, a phone call came from a vet to 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 um your uncle, you know, Rod Douglas, or or um or someone at Jonathan Munns's operation, saying that we've got to put this horse down, and he'll be put down. So he he went in the system as 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 being deceased, and and it wasn't until the the, the allocation of um the yearlings went out to all the uh, A-grade trainers that there was one left
4: over. <laughs> yeah, that's actually how it went. Yeah, and um, it's quite funny. He sort of come to me, and um, obviously he's out of an old mare, and he, um, you know he'd probably come to me with the idea might try and sort of trade him over to Hong Kong if he trialled up well, and um, yeah, that was sort of the probably the, the sort of first point of call with him, and then he started doing what he was doing, and um, yeah, sort of won his first start unbelievably well, and and then sort of yeah kicked off from there.
1: We speak on this show a, a few times, and you probably know this because I think you listen, but. Um, about Moods has got a bit of a tell when he thinks he's going to win that he might, you know, get clean cut shaved down. Uh, look the goods as we saw with I oh, wish I win going into the TJ. Uh,
0: <laughs> you've got a
1: bit more to work with uh, from a looks perspective than what Peter does. But going into a Group One, do you? We've seen you in that magnificent suit being interviewed on on Channel Seven. Like, do you, do you make sure you get a bit of extra grooming done? Maybe have have you? traded up from Manscaping a, 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 Yeah Have yeah, man. you gone from a Peter Jackson suit up to you know a Giorgio Armani on the back of a, a few group ones uh, and an Everest win now
4: I bought an Armani suit for the TJ and um, it, it bucketed down rain and I got absolutely soaked and half ruined the suit so that was half a nightmare but it cost me a fortune and we got beat but anyway it was um, it uh, yeah look I, I did try and look good for the camera um, as we all probably would, but, um, yeah. Do you know to... Hey?
1: Do you vote? No. <laughs> you just, vote. just remember, no. we are, we, we are heading towards the uh, last month of the financial year, Clay. Um, that suit is a tax deduction. So just yeah. remember that <laughs> it might be ruined, but you will get some back.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> and Clayton's just very happy that we're no longer talking about his pubic hair.
4: <laughs> Pete Moody told me a funny story about that once, so um, we'll, we'll let that one slip, I reckon. <laughs> no, it's
3: been told on this show a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Harvey still can't look us in the eye, can he, Pete?
2: No. it, it looks like it's going to be an exciting spring, anyhow. It's amazing how, how the preparations go. I, I wish our wins been home in the paddock in Melbourne. Uh, with his rugs on and playing in the mud, he goes back into work about Monday week and uh, getting a kick up in Queensland off the back of a very successful prep. And uh, there's probably a chance they might meet in that McEwen Stakes to kick the spring off. That'll be a hell of a clash, uh, quite possibly, without uh, being 100% sure there. So looking forward to it. But, uh, mate, congratulations. Uh, You've done a tremendous job with that horse. And uh, he's the flag bearer for world sprinters at the moment. And... uh, Let's hope it continues for you and him until you run into I Wish I Win.
4: (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Thanks, Pete. It should be good. Obviously, um, like you say, the preparations are a little bit different with a bit more of an extended prep for me and obviously you kicking off a bit earlier in the spring. But, yeah, look forward uh, forward to the spring um, and no doubt we'll be meeting again with both the horses.
1: Beautiful stuff. Thank you very much, Clay. You are welcome on this podcast anytime you like. So uh, we love having you on and all the best. It is a wide open betting affair, the BRC Sprint. I think, Rayman, you'll be going through the market, but it, when I looked last
0: night, it was $7 a field. Yeah, it's pretty much the case here, Roger. A really interesting race. A lot of horses in this field looking to get themselves up the order of the order of entry for the Stradbroke Candy cap. Cardinal Jem, who's very high in Stradbroke markets, He's a $5 favourite. Scalopini $5.50. Coal Crusher, $6.50. There's been support for Holyfield at a price, $12. This is one of the most open races I've seen in some time, this Ludbrokes BRC Sprint. You can make a case for just about every horse in this field. One of your favourites is in there, Rog, Lady of Honour, $20. We haven't seen her go around at such a big price for basically her entire career. And even you, you go down right at the bottom, even a horse like Gemsong, $27 is a genuine winning chance in this race. So, uh, for me, this looks like I, I very rarely throw up the pineapple. I'm not sure I've ever done it, but this is as close as I'm getting. But I'm not going to quite throw up the pineapple just yet because I do think Holyfield can run well. $12 to win, $3.90 the place. It uh, was a little bit disappointing in the victory stakes, but it's a horse that generally does it in improve second up from its first up effort. I think if it can improve on its best form, it's in this race. Holyfield, small play for me in a very, very open race. You don't want to be a favourite backer, but when the
1: favourite's seven bucks, it's it's okay. And I'm with Cardinal Gem. Uh, I know Lady of Honour's in there, but uh, I just think Cardinal Gem's going a little bit better at the moment. Good, honest horse, good form. Uh, I think well suited to a race like this. Uh, look, had to do everything to chase down Buffalo River last up, but did so. We'll need to get going a little bit earlier over the 1350 rather than the 1400, but uh, I'm going to back him in, Graham Begg, who uh, well, he's, he's had one of his sprinters exit this week with passive aggressive retired to the breeding barn, but um, I think I think Cardinal Gem will, uh, will will get up and win the BRC Sprint this weekend.
3: Yeah, I'm with you, Rog. Um, I thought that was an extraordinary run uh, last start there at Sandown. Um, Cardinal Gem um, was gone, was gone, was gone. Found another kick, and uh, you know w- when when it moved into overdrive, it was like, oh no, this thing's going to win by two, and it did. Um, He was—he was. was, uh, 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 It was the—it was the run of a horse going places and going up the ladder, not down the ladder. I thought, and really impressive to think that you know a horse can kick twice, and only the good ones can kick twice. And he might be a very good horse. He's going to have to be to uh, overcome the 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 wide barrier. But uh, yeah, I'm—I'm—I'm a bit with you. The the odds are uh, are too tantalising each way. The favourite, Cardinal Gem. Well, i with the top one, Scalapini. I think he'll get a nice run across the
2: face of the field following Lady of Honour, who's drawn just under at in gate 10. I thought his uh, Melbourne form was terrific. Uh, although you wouldn't say he beat the top liners uh, in the likes of Biometric and Co. and Savannah Cloud. But uh, I just think back on his home deck, O'Day hoisted have been absolutely flying. They'll be geared this horse towards the Stradbroke. And... Uh, you yeah, know, I think he's the one with the form on the board. Cardinal Gem, he's been racing absolutely phenomenal. And Grain B, he's stayed absolutely on fire, uh, been winning everything. So no knock there. But I just thought first run, that direction, around Doombin from that draw, he's going to need more luck than the first settlers. So on with the top, Scalopini. He'll be double each way odds and give you a hell of a sight up on speed.
1: Okay, let's go to the Group 1 in Brisbane on the weekend. It is the Doombin Cup. Zaki
0: goes around again, and he goes around a dominant favourite, Rayman. Yeah, he's odds on at the moment, Zaki with Ladbrokes. He's a dollar ninety-five. Kovalika, the interesting horse in this field, was meant to run in the Ladbrokes Rough Habit on Saturday, had a minor issue. Is running in this race now in a final prep run for the Ladbrokes Queensland Derby. A tissues there at ten dollars. Last year's when Kiotia, is there at eleven dollars. So. It's a similar situation to last year where Zaki, he was even shorter last year when he was beaten. But it, as we know, if Zaki turns up and brings 75% of his best form, he should win this race very comfortably. And it's just, that's all you, you're gambling on. He did the, did the job well in the Hollandale Stakes. So you certainly can't knock anything he's done this preparation before that, an excellent second behind Giga Kick in the All-Age Stakes. So I won't be taking him on in this race, but I'm not saying a dollar ninety i I'm diving in there either. If you're looking for a betting player in this race, Umunian to run in the placings, $3.60, I think is a good bet. I think he, if, uh, and if you, if we, we can probably get a a Zaki out market on Ludbrokes as well. I think that's uh, the betting play. I've been racing well, this preparation in tougher races. And this certainly wasn't disgraced when six behind Dubai Honor in the the Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Before that was very gallant in defeat uh, behind Cascade in the Australian Cup. So I think that's pretty good form to run second in this race. So three, six of the place is uh, a good bet for mine. What, what horse was that, Rayman? Numerian. Two, two. I can't say it. Numerian. No, this is bullying, Roger. I can't say it. I've been practicing it. I can't do it. There's well, something mean, about the this listeners, horse's name. The listeners Listen, the had two. no
1: idea which horse you were actually going for because it sounded like you said number Uranium. Doovan race yeah, 7. number
0: two. Doovan Ray 7, number two, punters.
1: Okay, Numerian for Annabelle Nisham, just like Zaki is also for Annabelle Nisham. I potted Zaki last time. It didn't work out too well for me. Um. I'm not going to back him here either because he's too short and I'm, I'm, I'm going to he's look not. should win. He's short enough. Look, why not just have five bucks on an $11 pop in, you know, Huetor or Huetor or at least we know what I'm saying there. It wasn't too far up from the Hollandale. has a good record at 2,000 metres, probably not at the same level, but level weights then, level weights here. I'll take the bigger price and hope the better barrier gets Huetor home. Yeah, you're just
3: giving money away. Like, just bag just, Zaki. We said it. We said it to. To be fair,
1: I'll, I'll, I probably won't bet in the race anyway.
3: Look, Roger, I just reckon you've got this absolutely stinking wrong. A dollar ninety-five. You, you you'll get better than that on the day. Um, it's giving money away for the best horse in the well. That's racing. He's the best horse racing. on Throwing day. around best horse a little bit on today's show. Well, he's the best horse racing on Saturday in the country, easily, and he and he and he whipped their ass last start. He did what we expected him to do. He'll do it again. He's one for one at the track and distance at Doomban. He likes Doombin. Let's just back him, eh? Let's just back him with me. Come on, Rog. Just well, back okay. him with me. Put him in all your multis. Yeah, yeah, well, I
2: think that's where you get the value. He's the horse to beat. I thought he was only tradesman-like in the Hollandale Cup, second up in the 1800 at uh, the Sunshine Coast. Um, he didn't display his usual dominance or brilliance. So, is he the Zaki of old, question mark there? I, I'm his biggest uh, supporter, Zaki. But, you know, he probably goes into this a little bit vulnerable, but you, you couple him up with something like Hortier or New Marion and New Quinellas, uh, throw something in for a trifecta with a bit of value. You, you've got to work it around him. He's the one to beat. I'm not as confident as I was in the Hollandale um, off the back of that performance, but uh, I, I still see him as a horse to beat, and I can't find one to beat him but it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Hey, lads, a guy in the community says he's keen on the Ruffy in race seven. Do we trust him? Well, his username is Big
2: Stats Guy. Say no more. Connect with a community of like-minded punters only in Labros communities. T's and C's apply and available on website. You win some, you lose more.
1: Let's get to the best bets for Doombin Cup Day. Flemington,
0: uh, Morfordville, Doombin. Where are you going to go, Rain Man? Yeah, I found it a pretty tough day for for a best bet, Roger. A few options right around the country. But I've landed on race five at Doombin. Race five, number one, Spacewalk. Uh, A horse has probably been a little bit frustrating for punters uh, across the journey. Always in the market. Has only won two from 13 race starts. But I think he finds a a really nice race at, at Doombin on Saturday I think he was quite good. Didn't have a huge amount of luck behind Yellow Brick in the Gold Coast Guineas last start. That was a strong race. The form coming out of that, I think, will be quite strong. So in what's a genuine uh, drop in class, I think he can win this race at $6. Golden Booms, the clear favorite in that race. I think there's the, the hype's probably gone a little bit too far on this horse. He's $2.35. I certainly don't think there's as big a difference between him at two thirty-five and Spacewalk at $6. Much rather be on Spacewalk at that price.
1: I am headed to headquarters and I'm going to the VJA Winter Championship Trophy Benchmark 100 Race 8, number three, Pinstriped. I thought we saw the best or the real Pinstriped uh, last start when he absolutely smacked him in the Vobus Gold Mile at Sandown and uh, I think we're going to see that again on Saturday. So give me a bit of Race 8, number three, Pinstriped, the best bet. Paying around $3 on Ladbrokes.
3: Well played, Rog. Um, I am I'm gonna go with a I was gonna say an old favourite, but just an old Rosemont one here and and it's last chance. Last, last chance. You're getting you're getting the fact that the punters are sick of her. You're getting uh, You're getting the fact, the fact she doesn't win. So you go everyone's sick of her. In factored into the price here. Because her run was pretty good last start. We've left her over in Adelaide. I'm talking about way to go Paula in the last at Morfittville. Everyone will be looking for a price. We're looking to get out on Goodwood Day. Um, She's nine bucks in the Ladbrokes market, and that's over the odds. Craig Williams on, drawn six, drawn to get a perfect run in the race, which she she has. Well, come on, let's fucking get on with it. She's missed it. Well, I'm just trying to make a case for it, Mate, it's a benchmark 64 in Adelaide, the race 10. Fucking tip doesn't it or not. No, but it doesn't matter because if you're Chip getting nine dunk. bucks and I'm tipping a $9 winner, everyone's going to be all over it. You're, you're not going to tip us a $9 winner. You're not. You're not. Way to go, Paula, in the last. Get out, punters. Nine bucks.
1: If she's not too full from drinking milk. Yes, yes.
4: Oh,
2: that's a bit harsh. Uh, I wasn't potting the horse. I was just potting the delivery. <laughs> um, the little boutique stable. Uh, I think our best is in South Australia as well. Race seven, number four, Foxicon. I think uh, in the proud mistakes, she's been in great form, this little filly. And uh, I think she'll carry that over to South Australia on the weekend. And uh, I think she's won three out of her last four and in very good order. $3.40. $3.40. Well, there you go. You get plenty of money. We head to Flemington. Two and the two-year-old, Victory Command and Gates taking on a similar field that they ran into at Sandown the other day. I think the key question here will be the improving track for both these Colts. Gates, uh, nice horse. He wants further. Victory Command was probably a bit unlucky. Missed the start slightly. Gets a better run. I think he'll be very hard to beat. He's probably the pick of the two there.
3: Well, hang on. $9.50 about Victory Command and $23 about Gates.
2: Well, both horses will improve significantly
3: on drier track than they
2: saw at their last start at Sandown. So I think that'll be a key to it. Uh, nice filly resumes in race three, number nine, Cy. Si. Uh, one run down the straight, beating a very short margin. I think she'll run extremely well. I wouldn't imagine she'll be big odds, but... $3.10? 3 10 so she'll be hard to beat. Maybe her into Foxicon might be the way for us to go uh, on the weekend. We've got Daytona Bay in race six, a very competitive race. He doesn't run bad. He's going to be an excellent each-way chance. And uh, Outback Action, his third emergency in race seven. If he sneaks into the field, punters, don't leave him out. He's drawn the right part of the track, gate 14, Linda Beach to ride. There's one scratching already. We're hoping for a couple more and hoping he can sneak into the the field there. I think he'll run you a very competitive race. And then across to the last, race nine, number eight, Funzel. She's going to need a bit of cut in the ground. So if that doesn't arrive, she'll probably have the day off. So the two best from my camp, race seven in Adelaide being Foxicon, race three at Flemington, uh, the Philly Cy. And uh, if Victory commands $9 in the first at Flemington and the track stays dry, don't leave him out of the... uh, the situation as well So good luck, good punting, good health And let good horses run fast
1: Let good horses run
2: fast You can't stuff up your own tagline What did I say Let fast horses run fast that broke it